0: Way down in Missouri, when I heard this lullaby, while the stars were blinking and the moon was shining high. Welcome to Show Missouri. This is Missouri One County at a Time. Today we're in Cape Girardeau County. We are in the the uh, federal courthouse and joined by uh, a gentleman who's one of the namesakes. Give us hospitality, Judge Stephen Limbaugh. Thank you for the hospitality, sir. Thanks for coming, Scott. Welcome to Cape Girardeau. We are joined by the presiding commissioner of Cape Girardeau County, Clint Tracy, a guy that uh, folks that listen to this will probably know well. It, he is the former legislator, Clint Tracy. You're the same guy, Commissioner. Thank you for joining us. Okay. Okay. And then Laura Nodrift. Now, did I did my Butler County tongue mess up that pronunciation?
1: Nodrift.
0: Nodrift. Got it. Good deal. She is the president of the Cape Girardeau County Farm Bureau. Ms. Nodrift, thank you so much for making the time so Cape Girardeau County was formed one of the original five before there was even counties but it came in 1812 it came in as the, one of the original five when the uh, when the when Missouri became a state and, and actually it was uh, folks were living here before this was America 506, 586 square miles of the Mississippi River now I'm gonna my uh, my old hillbilly tongue is gonna be tough with this one Named for ensign uh, sua Jean b the Baptiste de Giro now now Judge, how do you say Jean P. Girardot. I couldn't even a- I, Anglicized to Girardot. Girardo, country mile. Now it has changed the, the, the how you how you spell Cape today is not how this gentleman spelled his name, right? It's anglicized, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh so he came in and set up a trading post, right? On right on the big rock on the river, right?
2: There was a promontory jutting out into the Mississippi River that was uh, one of the most famous highlights of the entire river to the early explorers. It was uh, a, a promontory that jutted out uh, several hundred yards into the river. Since that time though, it has been dynamited to make way for the railroad that was uh, installed about 1898 or so. Okay, uh, Girard didn't have a ra- railroad uh, direct from St. Louis to Memphis until that time because of the promontory. So they had to blow off most of Cape Rock, although there's still a good promontory still there. But, but the, the big part of it was dynamited to make room for the river. But anyway, that's how Cape Girardeau got its name. It was the only inland cape, supposedly, in the world. And so they called it Cape Girardeau, the cape that juts out into the river at Girardeau's trading post.
0: Now, every week I always have a few questions because sometimes this doesn't make sense. Mr. Girardeau did not stay. The gentleman who probably came and stayed and built the town was Don Lewis. Now this, I'm gonna try this again, Lorimer. Yeah, and again, it's an anglicized
2: name. It's Lormier, but Lormier, you can pronounce Lorimer.
0: Yeah. But Girardeau was a soldier
2: at Fort Kaskaskia, 50 miles up the river. Shouldn't this be called Cape Lormier? Well, it was already named Cap Girardeau, <laughs> or Cape Girardeau at the time. Lorimer settled right at the base of, of uh, the Cape Originally, and then there was so much flooding, he moved the settlement south a couple of miles to where it is now on the river. And uh, the historic value of our town early on is amazing. Lewis and Clark visited Lormer at his red house Did on they their way him? to the uh, with the Corps of Discovery
0: uh, to explore. This happens with New Franklin and Old Franklin on the Missouri River. When they visited, had they already moved the town to where it would not flood? Yes,
2: it's where the town is now. But he had a a large house, he was a a fur trader, and he had quite a career himself at one point, and he switched alliances between the Spanish, the French, the Americans, the British, uh, so much so that in the Revolutionary War era, he was responsible for kidnapping Daniel Boone.
0: Uh, Well, during, you know, there's a great, there's great stories in New Orleans how they were very happy to become French again. And then they realized right, right away they were now Americans. Right. How was Cape Girardeau, how long did, how long did they know even know they were French? Until they, did the word get, how did the word come? Were they happy about that?
2: Well, most, most of the influence was Spanish, Mm -hmm. not French. The French were, came and went. But the, uh, the, the Spanish controlled most of it. And, and Don Luis Larmer, the founder of the town, he was a Spanish commandant. Mm-hmm. And in that capacity, so he came here in the 1790s, in that capacity, he was able to secure land grants from the um, Spanish rulers, the- in, uh, The
0: governor general on behalf of the governor correct, yes. Yeah.
2: So he secured Spanish land grants and he doled out those Spanish land grants Uh, And that made him a powerful person. He was also very involved with the Native Americans, the Indians here. He was close, very close with the Shawnee and Delaware in particular.
0: I read where he actually married an Indian, uh, not from this area, but from another area, and that helped endear him to the Indian population. Right, Shawnee. Uh, I read where he was given two plots of land, an 8,000 tract and a 4,000 acre tract, in, uh, and I think they actually probably did not give that to him in Acres, correct? They would give that to him in- Arpens? Or- Arpens, yes. In 1795 and then in July 7th uh, Cong- of, of, 18- of 1836, Congress ratified those. So it must have been easier to go to Congress and, get your, and then work through all the title work here. Um, e- even then
2: though, the land titles were clear. There's lots of litigation for a couple of decades yeah. afterwards about land titles that emanated from the Spanish land grants. county seats
0: in
3: Jackson.
0: Yes. That's what I was about to ask. There's the, there was a there's two questions. County seat drama is one of the most interesting <laughs> parts of the state. Uh, all over the place, people die. their are folks burned out. I mean, in Randolph County, they've tried to burn that Hallsville courthouse so many times and moved to Morblin, and this never happened, it'll get it done. They, on March 10th, 1805, the first general court of quarter sessions for the Cape Girardeau district was formed. Lewis Lormer, Thomas Ballou, Christopher Hayes, Robert Green, Jim Gerthing, John Byrd, who we'll come back to, and I saw a man named Frederick Limbaugh. Is yeah, that related to the great, gentleman here? Great, 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 uncle. <laughs> <laughs> when you say you're, it's like Dan Hawks, you wonder, I people said, well, how did he run and not be opposed? I did the history of Johnson County. Dan Houck's dad made the county. I'm surprised he didn't get every vote. I, I'd be surprised he wasn't elected a long time ago. Um, it always brings me to my question, I'll start with you, Judge. How did you come? your family come to live here in Cape County?
2: Well, my family comes, but on my mother's and my father's side. Uh, one branch of the Limbaugh's came in 1800 with the Bullinger family, and that was Frederick Limbaugh, who you mentioned. Is that German? Is yes, that- he was a brother to my great-great-great-grandfather, Henry Limbaugh, and he didn't show up until 1811. So we were late covers. That's about the time of yeah. the big earthquake, of course. Mm-hmm. On my mother's side though, she was a mess play from St. Genevieve. They came
0: in 1754. Uh, and so well, just I, I like go back
2: all the way. Um, we visited Governor Kinder
0: and, earlier. He he said he was an eighth generation Missourian, which you, you seem to be proud to say you were a ninth. Correct. You're, you're, you're <laughs> on your mother's side. Yes. She beat yeah. him by 50 I, years. I
2: had to beat Peter on that. Yes. So. yes.
0: I wondered at first if it was possibly the game of you say first you're going to lose. <laughs> then I got to think he probably has the paperwork to back it up. Uh, Clint, tell me how. Tell me how you. Your story is interesting, I, and these are some of my favorite ones. How'd your folks came? What's your genealogy from over to here? Uh,
3: well, my parents ended up here um, as a result of um, my dad working for uh, a German company and uh, came down here in search of. Uh, wife.
0: No wait. What What did you just say?
3: Veneer logs.
0: What? Explain to folks what that is. So,
3: so in the hardwood business, there's uh, the, the high quality portion of the hardwood that you test mm-hmm. the veneer production. And most of that is there's a few here in the states, but a lot of that's overseas. So um, there was a German company that he worked for, it. Um, and so ended up in this area because of the white my, my
0: family's originally I know, I grew up in southwest Iowa, so that's where a lot of people come from. German um, Germans, Irish, Irish German, yeah, French. A little bit of everything just, right? Just
3: mutts.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us where how, how please tell us how you came to live here in Cape County War. Uh, well I have a lot of family history in the county. Um, my
1: husband's family is from around Gordonville and they came and founded their church in eighteen forty seven. So they've been Zion wow. Methodist in Gordonville. Um, so they built the church before they built their homes. So that's how we know they were there in '47. And then um, my mom's family, uh, she was a downy and they came uh, over about the same time. And he, they uh, settled at Dutchtown. He was a church organist, and I guess that was a pretty um, highly regarded thing in Germany. And he had a little money and had bought a farm. He passed away, so the widow had lost the farm. But they settled. In the mm-hmm. Gordonville area until my grandpa moved to
0: Oak Ridge when he was the man. I can't hear Gordonville without thinking of Tom Schulte. Sure. Yeah. One of the best folks I ever came across mm-hmm. in government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. What a just awesome. a treasure. Tom him. is still around Yeah, I mean it just uh just you talk when you think of a gentleman, uh, and someone that, that, that actually cared about folks, I I just I, I don't I just can't I never I never hear the name Gor the town Gordonville talked about without thinking of Tom. Um so as things uh, as things progressed, and the county moved forward, they uh, it was interesting. I've seen where, under an order of uh, w- who would become president William Henry Harrison, he ordered that the uh, seat of government for the district, at the time, be placed here in Cape Girardeau. Now it did. Now if you look at the seat of government today, it is in a place called Jackson. Uh, Commissioner, how's that? How, why do you go to work at Jackson? So my
3: understanding is it goes back to the order that because of the transfer from the Spanish to the French to the, to, the, to the US government, that there were some disputes about the ownership of the land and the county seat couldn't be located on property that was in dispute. And so uh, my understanding is there was a farmer in Jackson that said, I've got some property that uh, I'm willing to build a courthouse on and, and that's how the, the Jackson uh, county seat came to be. And if I'm not mistaken, Lormer came here after maybe being in Ohio or Indiana. Was it Governor George Clark, who was the brother of William Clark, ran him out of wherever he was, and that's how he ended up here. And at the time, William Clark was the governor of Missouri at the time, I believe. The territorial governor. Yeah. And so there was there were some issues there between uh, Lawler and, and, uh, and Clark.
2: That's right. As I mentioned too, though. Lormer uh, encouraged the Shawnee in Delaware to come with him. And so they were here for 40 or 50 years uh, under the protection of initially of, of Don Lewis Lormer. And there was uh, Shawnee settlements in Cape Girardeau as late as the uh, 1820s.
0: That's it, really. Now, whereabouts in the county? North Cape County, up by Old Appleton, is where it's called. Oh, was that the commissioner? Where do where you live out here in the county? I live in Cape. Where, but, what part of town? Or? Um,
3: Gordonville, so. well,
0: Gordonville Road. Gordonville Road, gotcha. I, I I went to school here for college. I don't write where <laughs> that one's at. Yeah. Where do you live? Uh, you live in Gordonville? We live uh, west of Gordonville. I grew
1: up at Fruitland. A uh, lot of my dad's family's from Pocahontas and Waldenburg
0: area, also. You said you, uh, last week that you had a farm, but it was what it, it was in Cape County when you all started it, but it has now become into a Bollinger County, yes. right?
2: Right, we were squatters back in 1811, and we still have our family farm. Uh, It's been in the family continuously from that time. We farmed it continuously. We have a big family reunion out there in July. We've got 458 acres. Originally, it was about half of that. We finally obtained a title, having squatted on it before, that we obtained a a formal title in the early 1850s. Uh, But, Anyway, that's where my family settled. My grandfather was born and reared on the
0: farm. First to go to college, or much less law school. It was uh, interesting to me as I began to read. They named Jackson Jackson, but it wasn't after he was president or even all that famous. He was one of the first pla- one of the first places to be named Jackson. He was he was still in the military, correct? And this is when he was still doing Indian raids, right?
3: Well,
2: when they would
0: have named the eight, town. Everybody. 1815. That was the end of the War of 1812. And that's the. And
2: that's that's uh, when he became the hero. They uh they knew how to you guys knew how to pick
0: him. I mean that's that's a pretty good pick, betting on him in eighteen fifteen to be Andrew Jackson. There's a big statue in front of the Kansas City uh City Hall of, of Jackson, but I think they were they were trail runners to you guys. Um, so inter- the 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 courthouse is an interesting thing for y'all. It was uh, uh I normally when I think of Cape I think of very conservative Republicans who probably. As far as government goes, squeeze the squeeze the penny out of that dollar. You know, the first courthouse was a bit of a, was a bit of a problem. I think they have a, when I think of K, they have a reputation for being, you know, good conservative German community. They probably don't waste a lot of money, but the, your ancestors didn't have such good luck. They went to build a jail, and they put out about twenty five hundred or two hundred fifty dollars, which at the time would have been a, a great expense. And their records are very different because they said they've lost a lot of these records uh, to fire. But the first one. The jail they said was easy for prisoners to escape. So if they did not just pretty much put someone at all four sides of the building. So I I read some stories where someone would get arrested but they had a brother-in-law that was somebody and maybe they would put them in the jail and and not keep a good eye and they could probably make it out. Uh, The first time they tried to build the courthouse, the uh, contractor went insolvent. So as time went on in 1818, they went to build a new structure And they paid a pretty good sum at the time, $2,450 for a 45-foot square brick building. And then then it was interesting, after that burn, they built the next one. They made it, it was in the RFP, I guess, whatever you'd call it at the time. There could be no wood used for any of the uh, flooring or upstairs uh, upstairs floors. I guess they were determined not to have another burn down. And then it came in to build... um, to building what you uh, what you have today, which is a beautiful place in Jackson, it is a courthouse square is very well maintained. Do you still use that, Commissioner? For a courthouse, or what do you use it for?
3: So interestingly enough, um, on the front end of, of all that negotiation, probably with the county seat, ca- Cape was one of the few counties I don't know if there's maybe one other Marion that uh, the statutes, Missouri statutes said we had to operate two courthouses. So we operated the courthouse yeah. in Cape and <clears> the <throat> 1908 like, you know, courthouse in Jackson until probably. 12, 13, 14, that statute was changed. The shall was changed to a maid that allowed the county to operate one we courthouse, and that's when we uh, vacated the, the common pleas and that reverted back to the city.
0: Okay. Now, in Marion County, they have county officials that work out of Hannibal and some out of Palmyra, but they all have an office in both. Yeah, we did
2: that all along yeah. uh, until that time about uh, five years ago or so. But what had happened was that The county seat was in Jackson, but the center of population was in Cape Mm -hmm. Girardeau. And so in 1851, the legislature saw fit to establish a separate courthouse in Cape where the center of population was. And that was called the Court of Common Pleas to handle the civil cases. The criminal cases were still handled in Jackson. And so in 1851, that court was established uh, by uh, the legislature a judge was appointed, no courthouse then, but a courthouse was built and in place by eighteen fifty four and that courthouse is still there today. It is a beautiful site overlooking the Mississippi River and it was one of the finest parts of uh, Missouri heritage that you'll you'll see anywhere.
3: And
0: newly remodeled. Just as we speak, they just finished the twelve million dollar remodel. Well it place it's one of the places so beautiful. Uh, you know, it would have just been I mean, you you couldn't have let it go in disrepair. It just is too much a piece of history of downtown. I mean, yeah, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. When yeah. you look yeah. at different ones, or, are, are, uh, you know, I, I think of the um, courthouse in Lexington and places like that that have just. I know that's got to be expensive to have kept all this time, but boy, it, it's just too beautiful to do anything else with I think. i tried
2: many cases there uh, because, uh, as late as. Uh, or as recent as just twenty years ago, we were still having criminal cases there. But when I was a prosecuting attorney, I had my office there in the courthouse overlooking the river. And then when I was a circuit judge, I also had my office here. I'll tell you one little snippet of a story that could happen only in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. That is the second floor is where the courthouse, the top floor is where the courthouse courtroom is. And so there's a beautiful courtroom and the windows overlooking the river where the jury box was. And so the 12 seats in the jury box had swivel chairs and big picture windows. Now I had this experience three times. We are two blocks away from the riverfront on the hill overlooking the river. The river boats would come down and dock at the base of the stairs two blocks down from the courthouse. The problem was at 1130, they would fire up the calliopes. The calliopes would rock all of downtown and the noise was such that nothing else could happen. We would have to stop our trials and three times, I told the jurors, we can't proceed further because of the music from the calliopes, literally rocking all of downtown and the courthouse. So swivel around in your chairs, open the windows, take in the concert, and 20 minutes later, after the calliope stopped for lunch, we resumed the trial. Only in Cape Girardeau,
0: That is a good story. I love that. Um, That'd be a good time to thank our sponsors, the Missouri Association of Electric Co-ops, Missouri Association of Counties, and the Missouri Missouri Farm Bureau. Let us come and hear stories like that, how you got an added bonus if you were on jury duty in Cape Girardeau County that you might not have got other places. You you might have had to to be pass judgment on your fellow uh, citizen, but you got a concert in the middle of it. Uh, the Civil War really defined every county in the state a different way. Here, I read where there was a skirmish, but but Judge, tell me about leading up to the Civil War. I know that General Grant came through here. and There's a lot of stories about it. there was a big Union encampment at times. Tell me where Cape Girardeau would have been if they could have voted hypothetically on whether they'd have been in the Union or not. Oh, it was split. Uh, Peter
2: Kinder, who was here earlier, he was right. It was probably 60-40 Southern, pro-Southern as opposed to Northern, but there was a substantial uh, new group of, of immigrant Germans mm-hmm. and they were all pro-North, anti-slavery. But this was uh, a place where the Southern roots were entrenched on the other hand. Uh, the Union took the place over immediately mm-hmm. after the start of the Civil War and, the and declared Kirk. martial law for the Bulk of the war, and indeed, the Union Army took over the uh, courthouse and used that for uh, the adjutant general's offices or the uh,
0: provost marshal. I mean, I've heard a lot of people yeah. say that even hypothetically, if they could have delayed the Civil War another ten to fifteen years, England and France had had, had quit slavery. They'd begun to quit it in their colonies. England was going to shortly stop buying slave uh, slave-produced goods. Would would there would have been very few at that time, industrial countries, civilized countries, that would have had slavery on a large scale. Would it have been, if you could have delayed a little longer, would it have saved the, the Civil War here? I, I, I don't know. That's, that's just too much to speculate mm-hmm. about. The, the
2: country was riven over the issue and most people did not want any separation. But then once there was a separation, Those people in the middle had to take sides. A lot of slave-holding Missourians ended up being on the Union side because they just didn't want the Union
0: split. Mm -hmm. I read where the Civil War did come to Cape Girardeau County, more than just bushwhackers and encampments. There was a uh, spring of 1863, the Cape Girardeau expedition. General Marmaduke took 4,000 Confederates from Batesville. They come up and they took Patterson Now, when they say Patterson, are they talking about, are they talking about the one in Wayne County? No, no. Where would they be talking about? I I, wasn't clear where they talked about there, but... I'm not sure, but they came up from Bloomfield and
2: and Jackson area. And the battle here was in April of 1863, and it was mainly uh, artillery skirmish. And the Union, uh, Cape Girardeau was really the supply depot for all the Union Army during the whole course of the Civil War throughout Southeast Missouri. I live on the site of Fort A, which was literally the supply depot. They, the, the boats would come down from St. Louis, and they would unload, and they would haul the supplies up the uh, up the bluff uh, to where Fort A was located, the bluff overlooking the Mississippi and downtown Cape. But there were four forts, and those forts all had artillery, and they were able to repel any kind of... Uh, serious Confederate advancement. Now, the Marmaduke Army that came here, about half of them weren't even uh, issued firearms. Uh, they didn't have the resources. Uh, but the battle lasted just a few hours, not many casualties, and the, the uh, Confederate Army retreated. But the, the city was evacuated at the time. They All the women and they children. They are their were, dead on
0: the field, the, the South, south. Yeah, but, but It was a rout.
2: It it was, but it wasn't that big of an engagement. There weren't really that many casualties altogether. In his
0: notes, it said he asked the city of Patterson to surrender, and they did. They evacuated. He came through. They asked Cape, and uh, they the response was an artillery shell. Yeah. And then uh, the siege happened, and they were repelled. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be right back. We'll take a break here. Be right back. We'll talk about Cape jordan County today and some of the developments with the college. We'll talk uh the judge about a a few of his more famous family members we'll talk about where folks work and go to school here in cape Jordan county here in show missouri the history of missouri one county at a time
2: we are missouri farm bureau insurance and we're for the missouri way of life we're for worrying less about the what ifs and more about the why nots we're for checking off your bucket list and then making a new one for starting a family a business a tradition and if you find yourself starting over we're here for that too we're for building a life in missouri and then going out and living it. And when it comes to making sure everything you've built is protected, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance.
0: Welcome back to the show in Missouri. This is Missouri One County at a Time. We are in Cape Girardeau County. We are here at the Limbaugh Federal Courthouse uh, with, uh, with the son of a uh, of, uh, namesake of the Limbaugh family, Judge Stephen. Limo. Thank you for the hospitality. Yeah, welcome to Cape Girardeau, Scott. And uh, we are joined by the presiding commissioner, Clint Tracy. Clint, thank you for sticking around with us. And then Laura Nordruff, am I getting it closer? I always do this. The president of the Cape County Farm Bureau, Laura, thank you for sticking with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, for me. Uh, let's talk about business. Tell me about agriculture. When, I, when you think of Cape, obviously, folks more think of manufacturing things. Cape Girardeau has a huge ag community. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, uh, there's been a lot of ag leaders in Cape Girardeau County for a long time. Uh, we were the second county with the Farm Bureau that was before there was a the Missouri Farm Bureau oh, wow. or an American Farm Bureau and that started about the same time as the Extension. Uh, extension and Farm Bureau kind of were related a little bit in the beginning. Uh, so we have a strong history there and uh, and even further back than that we talked about the German heritage you know the English were here before and they didn't really know how to farm this land as well and so when they moved out and the Germans came in that's why they stopped here because it was the same kind of Topography and soils that they were used to at home, and they could be successful here. Um, and so, yeah, that's, there's a lot of strong history here. We have a lot of current-day very strong leaders in agriculture in Cape Drow County. I'm quite proud to be among them and uh, and be from here. So there's a lot of cattle producers for sure. Um, and- I've watched
0: Representative Barry Holman's kind of take a sure. lead in agriculture issues. Sure, yeah. You can tell folks come and seek him out now. The longer he's been there.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been a great, uh, great person to work with. He's down there around Gordonville, close mm-hmm. to us. Um, and he just attended our our Farm Bureau annual meeting with us. And then, you know, about where we're at um, in South, it kind of, you know, flattens out. Um, And, you know, there's some river bottoms too all throughout Cape County. And um, as we were talking about earlier, you really can't talk about agriculture in Cape County without talking about the Little River drainage district. So um, that's- Tell me about that. Um, So I believe that Judge Limbaugh probably knows more than I do. So just so
0: folks know, when they come through Cape and you're going south on 55, you cross it, right? Uh, There's a huge headwater diversion that goes out. Does that feed into the drainage district? Tell folks where the drainage district, if you were looking at a map, what would the drainage district footprint look like?
1: Oh, the drainage district goes all along uh, southeast Missouri. Mm -hmm. Now, so if, uh, my dad was telling me this earlier, if a drop of water falls south of of the diversion channel, it doesn't go into the Mississippi River until Helena, Arkansas. Yep. So, um, you know, the White
0: River or through wherever. Yeah,
1: so it was a huge effort to drain the swamps of southeast Missouri and is it's now some of the most productive farmland in the world. So. I've seen
0: pictures that. in the Madrid County, they have the old cypress when they drained it. The, the the roots of those cypress trees, you could walk in between how big they were, you know, because after the swamp drained, there was, you know, six, eight feet of muck that, that left these these uh, big cypress trees exposed. It, it, interesting thing. Tell folks, Commissioner, uh, everybody thinks of Procter and Gamble, they think of Cape Girardeau and the college. Where do folks work here?
3: So, uh, there are a large number of folks who live in P&G. If you use toilet paper in North America, it's probably made in PNG. Um, so, that's uh, we're proud to have them out here. They're a great partner. I and mean, just to give you, some, in, you know, an idea of how big they are, I believe they've got at least eight acres under roof. So, it's, it's no small endeavor.
0: And good jobs, right? And good jobs, folks. That's all there. I mean, those are those are the kind of jobs you're proud to have. You retire, you don't quit. Right. So
3: we're happy to have them as a partner. It's uh, probably the industrial <coughs> partner for us.
0: And when I think of Cape Girardeau, I think of the and really, it's become an entire Southeast Missouri thing. It is the healthcare hub for how? I mean, good lord, how far?
3: It is for for tri-state area, frankly. Mm-hmm. So.
0: 75 mile radius really yeah. yeah i mean you go to you can be in cape Girardeau and i'm i'm sure there's things they could do at barnes that are world class but you can be treated for for the vast majority of an illness with quality care right here in cape Girardeau. I mean, it is a I, the health care system and the competition i always tell folks <clears throat> my observation over we popper bluff is you're not really divided republican democrat or you're you're kind of you're Southeast or St. Francis. I mean, that is really probably the biggest rivalry in the community, right? It, it might be, and, you know,
3: I think that uh, hopefully that, that leads to robust competition and you know, drives prices down and gives us better care across the board, and that's, that's what hope. I tell you hope. I'd say, Popper
0: Bluff. we had two hospitals at one time, they were allowed to merge, and I don't think there's a single person that would have been for that today. Well, the other rivalry, other than the two hospitals, is between Cape Girardeau and Jackson. There you go. It has been. It, it's interesting to watch. The only year Parbleuff really won the state championship was we had a great running back, and we stole the Jackson football coach. Yeah. And we stole him for Weber. two years. We won state once, and then they stole him back. <laughs> uh, we we had him for a two year contract, and I think we, we we lost him, and then we also lost our uh, state championship. Paul football. Weber wasn't. It? it was Paul Weber. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely sure. Uh, it it is a. I mean, it is, to me, the rivalry has been evolving as time goes on. Now, this is as an outsider looking in. It was always Cape Jackson. Then it kind of has become a little bit Notre Dame has become as big a rival with everybody. I mean, it is Notre Dame is one of the biggest private schools, one of the best private schools in the state. Yes, it is. Yes,
2: it is. Uh, going back to the overall look at Cape Girardeau County, we're really recession-proof, relatively speaking, because uh, we've got this wonderful agricultural base. I mean... It yep. is the center of the agricultural region for a hundred mile radius. Then we have these two major regional hospitals, which uh, have 12, 13, 1400 employees each. Then we have the university. The university has about 10,000 students and we have uh, 12 or 1300 employees there. And then we have the biggest Pop- uh, Procter & Gamble plant, one of the biggest in the world, so the diversity of the economy with education, with the hospital and medical community, with manufacturing and with the agricultural base makes us always healthy, more healthy than
0: most any other place that is affected by a recession. You know, the, the things they make at Procter and Gamble, even if there's a recession, you're going to find a way to buy those things. You you'll bring you'll fit them in the grocery cart, right? Be you know,
2: during home. COVID, <laughs> last year during COVID, they were working shifts, 24 yeah. hours, and hiring <laughs> as many people as they could. <laughs> Commissioner, and that doesn't touch our industrial
3: base. We've got a, a, a worldwide uh, cement plant here through uh, U.S.M. We've got the frac sand plant. Now, is that
0: the one Jamie Berger worked for for a while?
3: Well, you, you, uh, the U.S.M. Uh, Changed that several times. And that, that's been there for 100 years, maybe. Um, but also, the, the mine, the, the sand mine that we have, produces. I think they run it. That's
0: Mike Farmer's business. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that.
3: And oh. Capital Sand. And they yeah. run, uh, I think they run trucks out of there one or two every two minutes or something like wow. that. Wow. So they're, they're adding to the country's energy profile by, by providing that as a resource for cracking natural acid.
0: Sure. Are you having right now, I mean, everywhere you talk to, even if you and I were visiting, finding employees is just really tough. They're not here, Yeah.
3: Our unemployment's two, three percent.
0: What do you do? I I asked that everybody the same problem. Wages go up. Yeah. But I'm not even sure what are there people that aren't working right now? That even if you raise wages, I mean, is that would that work?
3: You gotta get folks in there.
0: So you think there's there's employees out there that have just went off the grid and aren't on the, on the thing? That's got to be something. That's got at least part of it, right? It's got
3: to be. when you're incentivizing folks to stay home. Well, I mean,
0: right now, you could probably, I mean, if you had any kind of carpentry skills, folks from staying home with so much stuff done, you'd probably be off the grid on that if you wanted to. It's like Holly Rader. They said, well, you're, you're South Israel lost 50,000 people. And she said, oh, they're not gone. They're just off the grid. And I think there's some truth to some of that. You know, I and I, but there, there's got to be Everybody sees the problem. There's got to be an answer. And just wages going up. I wonder if that's, wonder if that really works. I guess time will tell, right? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if is if you had find the answer to that.
3: There's plenty of jobs, and we've got room for growth. So, uh, if you look in, the to
0: Kate. So, give me the history of the hospital. So, St. Francis. Uh, how did how did that come from? Is that a, is that a Catholic mission? Is oh it yeah. A, oh yeah. The the sisters founded the hospital
2: back at the first. Part of the twentieth uh, century, Southeast Hospital came along uh, several decades later. Southeast Hospital was founded about 1926, 1927.
0: Was it one of the old community hospitals? Uh, was that, that
2: was the uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was not the Catholic hospital. And
0: then sold, I guess, from the Which government, not for
2: profit. Yeah, uh, non-Catholic um, hospital. So, and so bo- both of them are very healthy at this point, and uh, we hope that. The competition will lower costs, but in fact, there's a concern too. The duplication of services raises costs, but
0: it is what it is at this point. And so I would both hospitals you, are healthy. At I this could time. see that concern, and I'm sure there's some validity to that. You come to Poplar Bluff, you go to uh, to Rolla, where they have a local hospital that competes. I think that be, there's a lot more folks jealous of your hospital situation than there is be afraid of it. I think and no, we're blessed to, and the other thing
2: too, look at these institutions we have in Cape Girardeau. the Procter and Gamble mm-hmm. plant brings in engineers from all over the country the university brings in professors from all over the country the two hospitals bring in doctors from all over the country and they make our population so rich much, uh, not financially rich. I'm talking about rich in education and culture and, more. and diversity. Yeah. I mean
0: the average, the average, cost, the average uh, salary in Cape County would be substantially higher than all the counties around it, and I wouldn't think the cost of living would be would nearly match that. I would think you would live a, a better a better life with the wage you make here, the average wage, than what it costs to live. Taxes Amen. Like they gonna say that way, Commissioner? <laughs> I kind of thought so. <laughs> All right. So tell me about the schools. We talked about the rivalry, uh, Cape Cape Central, the historic historic school, Jackson. My entire life has just grown. The town grows, the school grows. They seem to lick everyone and everything. Uh, what is the is it a, is which is the bigger rival? Is it a basketball? Is it a football game? What is it? Well, it was. It's it's always been football. My mm-hmm. dad played on the uh, Central High School
2: 1944 team. That beat Jackson on Thanksgiving Day forty four to nothing. Now, that feat has not been duplicated since he played there in nineteen forty four. So and more often than not, over the last twenty years, Jackson has come out on top and probably on a three one margin and by a three to one score too. <laughs> so
3: you've yeah. got Cape Central and then the only other public high school is in Jackson, so they, they gobble up the rest of the of the
0: county. Of oh, the county, yeah. As far as public high school. So tell me, uh, you guys, I know you're in Amherst here, but is there a co-op that services the county? Yeah, we have SEMO
1: Electric that also comes. We have Amherst, but we're right on the edge. SEMO mm-hmm. uh, Electric's in our area. Uh,
0: so three, what, they're Black Black River. Black River, so Frederictown, take part of it?
1: Comes out this way, too, so, yeah.
0: It's such a sad thing. I mean, they had this... That's a beautiful call building in February Town, and they had this terrific wrought iron sculpture of this lineman, and that tornado came through and just ripped the, uh, it, it, it. Hate to see it, because it's just a beautiful campus they built there. Um, let's talk about some of the famous folks from Cape. Uh, I'm not. We're gonna end where you probably think we're gonna start, but I wanna start with Peter Kinder, former pro tem. When you really think about whether you're a Republican, Democrat, listen to this, he it's a tremendous sort of be on the tip of the spear of a change and a bit of a revolution in Missouri. I mean, Dick Webster was the last speaker or he may even Republican leader in the Senate, which had been in the 50s, a long time in the wilderness, and the Republican Party was led out by Peter Kinder. I don't know that he'll ever get his due i don't I think I think you'll have to be you'll have to look back on it. Republicans will probably have to lose the majority and look back on how they got it to ever really appreciate Peter Kinder.
2: yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that and, and Clint Tracy was up there in the legislature when Peter was in the Senate and, and Peter was a force.
0: Yes. I, I remember and I, I was gonna I seen if he was gonna laugh when I was talking about the river campus. I, I, I worked in the office of another uh, it was house member at the time and fought over that river campus and you got to see he reminded me looking back of like John Dutton. No matter what happened, he was going to build that river campus. And it did I mean it was he wasn't particularly animated about it. It was just every day he was gonna yeah. put another brick in. And that river I drove by it, I can't help but kinda of laugh because it was uh it's such a beautiful thing now. And to think that it was controversial then is almost comical to me. But uh it was it was truly something I gotta see up close his determination. He's not the only pro Tim though. Uh Al Spradling in the early sixties was the pro Tim in the Senate. And George Bollinger I uh, was the second pro tem of the Senate. I'm sorry, it was in 1828, so he have been. I think it was the third or fourth pro tem of the state Senate. We talked. We've uh, Lewis Halc, tremendous businessman. I mean, you've Howick Stadium, the college plays in. Uh, you know, there was an astronaut, Linda uh, Goldman, um, several athletes. One one person I did not know about was uh, Marie Elizabeth Watkins Oliver, and as that of the, was the designer of the state flag. Is that the same Oliver as in Jack Oliver that folks own today?
2: Yes, uh, Marie uh, Oliver was Jack Oliver's great 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 grandmother.
0: Is that right? Yes, it was uh such an interesting. They talk about the flag and now I mean, if you talk about a, if you if you is there a Missourian uh, and especially maybe now, that could get a President of the United States on the phone faster than Jack Oliver, maybe a Republican president. He has one of the best Rolodexes in the world. Yes. Yes, I. Uh, it is a. Uh, it is an amazing thing to think of the circles that he can walk in effortlessly. Right, uh, and and that's because he's an accomplished person in his craft. Uh, let's talk about your family for a moment, Judge. Uh, when folks say Rush Limbaugh all over the world, they think of a radio personality. Mm-hmm. folks say Rush Limbaugh in Cape, uh, they ask you which one. Why is that? Well, uh, the courthouse where we're uh, Sitting
2: is named after my grandfather, the original Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh Sr. And he was a lawyer who practiced uh, some 75 or 80 years until he died at age 104. He was the oldest practicing lawyer in the nation at the time. And uh, he was very good friends friends with Congressman Bill Emerson. And uh, he was a historian uh there's a he, terrific book about him that yeah, i've read yeah he, so he, he made a great record um, He he lived so long he outlived all his enemies we know that and <laughs> <laughs> he, actually he had a, a wonderful probate practice in his uh legal career and the secret of that was to outlive all the people for whom you write wills he did that too and so uh but anyway he practiced law truly till the day he died and uh in his honor, uh, Congressman Emerson, along with uh, Senators Bond and Ashcroft, mm-hmm. saw fit to name this new, uh, wonderful new United States courthouse after my grandfather.
0: It's uh, the original Rush Limbaugh. So. I always try to be candid. You know, I've always been a Republican, and uh, I try to just be. A, I, I I found it could be almost as funny to watch people in the media try to act like they're not something, than it is to just say where you where where maybe how he's brought up. I'm on 9:30 KWC Zimmer Station. I had very little interest in politics until I met Mark Richardson. And Mark <laughs> Richardson, I would have assumed was in Congress. I would have not even known there was a state legislature, probably. <laughs> and I was listening to this person in his in his vehicle, and he was funny. And, and I I'd read enough of the news to get kind of the joke, but regardless or not, he was funny, and and his personality. I mean, what a what a tremendous broadcaster. Most likely, save the A.M. dial, and I know we lost him in, in the last uh, in the last year. But uh, is, is there been a more famous Missourian in our times? Well, I
2: don't don't know about that. But uh, two days ago, a year ago, was his 70th birthday. Uh, it would have been 71 two days ago on the 12th of January, and uh, you know he died tragically uh, from lung cancer, smoking too many cigars. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. That's the whole truth, but we miss his voice. And uh, he carved out a niche that nobody had done before because he took politics and humor and put them together. And he also, the other trick was to make politics and government understandable to average people. And he did that as well. And
0: uh,
3: understandable and interesting. Yeah.
0: That is the truth. He could take something, Mm -hmm. I, I listen to people today talk about a, a filibuster rule or a parliamentary rule, and 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 even though it's what I deal with for a living, I have to strain to care or even even finish their their what they're trying to say. Uh, I can tell you for sure there is no way I would have had an interest in politics beyond a passing appreciation for my local state rep without. And I and I wish I could take it with some highbrow intellectual talk, <laughs> but in honestly, it was the humor. That kind of drew my attention to it. It is a, uh, it is a tremendous legacy your family has left uh, this well, country. Rush and I grew Cape. up
2: together. We're a year mm-hmm. apart, and uh, we're closest brothers. Our family He's very, very close, as as Clint knows. But you know, if if you talk with Rush in a setting like this, he would just be a regular guy. But when he would get on the radio, he would start performing, and he mm-hmm. would turn into a different person. But you know on the golf course or around dinner or anything like that we just have the same kind of uh, off-the-cuff conversation like you and i are having now he was just a regular guy who had a special talent
0: for the radio and we are here in your chambers a federal judge Uh, that is something that is is quite remarkable in many counties we had um we had one from butler county but it's been a very long time ago it was uh, Joe Scott's father-in-law, yeah, Judy Langland, Scott's Judge father. Langland, Judge Wangland. Judge uh, very, uh, very highly respected position. It'd be confirmed by the United States Senate. Uh, you also have a son that has continued public service in Cole County.
2: Well, actually, my father was a United States District Judge for mm-hmm. 25 years. He was appointed by Ronald Reagan in, in 1983 mm-hmm. at the uh, recommendation of then-Senator John Danforth. And, so when-
0: Your service taken taking you to the Missouri Supreme Court, correct? What's that? You've, you've served in the Missouri courts. Yeah, when he was a
2: federal district judge like I am now,
0: I was a judge on the Supreme
2: Court of Missouri. And then when the courthouse opened up, um, there was a vacancy to be filled for the Eastern District of Missouri. But now that there was going to be a new federal courthouse, there needed to be a judge who was willing to sit here. And so I raised my hand and I was fortunate enough to get the nod, but what happened was my father had to retire because the law does not allow two federal judges to serve on the same court. So anyway, my father then went back into private practice and now he is practicing full-time at age 94 at an outfit called the Limbaugh Law Firm
0: here in Cape Girardeau. You know, the Williams <laughs> family would call that a family tradition. Well, yeah. like, you. Know. And so
2: son Chris, who's your friend in Jefferson City, yes. He worked for the governor's general counsel for two and a half years, and now he's spent the last year as a. Uh, spent some time with Clinton as County. A, uh, associate Circuit Judge in Cole County. I thought
0: it, there may not be a higher compliment than when the governor of an opposite party appoints you to a county office, especially one like prosecutor. Yeah. At a, at a, at a very young age. And well, he took that on, and now has moved on and is a judge. Well, well
2: here's the whole truth. Okay. Well, the whole truth is that Cape Girardeau is so Republican that yes. none, of the, <laughs> none of the Democrat lawyers wanted the job when the vacancy came across the uniform. Yeah. They knew they couldn't win. Yes. And so <laughs> Chris raised his hand at that point. And, and my friend, uh, Governor Nixon, said, well, we'll put Chris in there. <laughs> so,
0: well, I want to... Um, and I if I recall, I believe you were holding the Bible during Governor's just swearing in. Is that correct? The first Missouri Times is a photograph of that swearing in. Of... Of Governor Nixon's. Were you there for that? I was, yes, I was there, but I was not the... You uh, must be behind. I, yes, must be I, behind. I, yes, I was in the gallery okay.
2: immediately behind. That's
0: what it is. Yes. I thought With, i remember
2: that. Within uh, arm's length.
0: Yes. want to thank, first of all, thank our sponsors. Be sure the uh, co-ops, the Foreign Bureau, and uh, uh, the Missouri Association of Counties let us come talk about the history of Counties like Cape Girardeau. Uh, last question I always like to ask, Clint, have you brought old Vince Lampio from Brother Butler County? Where would you take him in Cape County? What would he know about folks here?
3: Well, Vince has been here actually. And I believe have, that we have taken him out. Um, you know, it just depends on what you want to do. If, uh, if you want to eat, there's plenty of um, local establishments that are that are worthy of Triple D if you're a fan Triple D. So, if you want barbecue, or if you want Cajun, or if you want fine dining, um, all those things are there.
0: That Cajun restaurant is one. You can find some barbecue that's good, and a lot, but I, there's a very there's not a lot of Missouri places no, that have cakes.
3: No, that's unique. Um, and it's in this part of town that yeah. uh, goes back to we we're talking about the Civil War. One of my favorite anecdotes about the Civil War was uh, when General Prentice was here and General Grant came here, and they had a discussion about who was going to be in charge of the army because they had the same date rank. Well, what happened was General Prentice went to St. Louis to ask permission to take the army. General Grant took the took over? So, uh, he, he asked forgiveness So one of those historical times when uh, it was fortuitous. General Prentice crazy.
0: ain't on the $50 bill now, is he? <laughs> yeah. you are,
3: you You've
0: know. done a great job with that, river. When I was in college here, I don't, I mean, I know there was a few places down there. It is a lively place now. That that seems like a more recent development.
3: I, I think that it is. Folks in cave have gotten out and looked at other places like Paducah and places where they of develop the river. St. Charles, yeah. Charles we we've, we've said know, we have got the same river why don't we uh why don't we try to spruce it up a little bit and, and make the downtown uh, reinvest in our downtown and make it make it uh, more of a place and it looks like place. it's
0: been a successful effort too i mean it it really is nice i mean it's you you've got most of those places yeah. filled and when i was here that just was not the case and it's a place you know i see people down there even on Saturdays and stuff during the day and it's it feels like there's a good karma to it
3: yeah and, and with the wall, I mean, the wall is functional for sure. It, it keeps us out of, out of floods, yeah. but it, it's not very sightly. So when, they, when the city decided to have it painted, it really-
2: That is cool. It really up, brought down. a
3: yeah. flair to downtown. It, it makes it more of a destination than, than, than it was previously. So, um, kudos to the city for taking that initiative. And to the artists that really had brought both sides of that wall to life and, and tell the story of, of the history of this area through murals on that wall. You drive by, you
0: can kind of. I was from really familiar with the famous mm-hmm. Missourian part. So now, go, I want to go look at the next part. If yeah. you
3: go farther north, it kind of starts and it goes, it's kind of a historical venture looking through a mural of, of what was going on in timeline. Time. Oh, that's and awesome. I have not drive. seen that. So, so it's uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean, if that's what you like to see, is kind of the history of places. Cape Rock is a, is a good place to go and get advantage of, of, the, of the river. Or go farther north to Trail of Tears if I can. Or Biking is your thing. Um, there's plenty of outdoors things to do here um, you know, got spectacular golf courses
0: and, and, uh, just a variety of it feels like in Cape and, and especially right now there's an optimism. there there's a positivity of a momentum about Cape. And, I, and maybe that's been the case maybe it's been an optimistic place but I just the, the folks that, that go back and more the DD folks that come to Jeff city, it feels like there's an optimism about the growth of the Cape. No, no question about that. Uh, Laura, you going to take your Let's 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 we brought old Eric Ball down. We brought him down to Jeff City. Where where would you t- where would you take? What do you know about Cape? Oh, man.
1: Um, well, you know, I love the river wall too and I love just being out at the river. Um, yeah. It's a great place to be in of Tears as well. Um, there's a lot of beautiful places in our county. Um, kind of going that out part of the county in the rural areas, um you know, Bollinger Mill is a is a great place to visit. And uh, you know Friday night Jackson football game you can't beat. I'm a Jackson grad. I'm a Jackson teacher, so I have to plug them. And uh, you know the, the train in Jackson is a really neat historical piece too. You can still every, think about every Saturday afternoon you can ride the train down there. Uh, my kids
0: love doing that. So there's, there's a lot of, of nice places to visit. Judge, if you uh, you brought someone down, um, you brought my first boss Mark Richard over. he knows this place well, but. Where would you take him? What, what would you know about folks in Cape? Where you really- well, so you'd well, like In Cape,
2: place? I'd take him to all the historic sites yeah. downtown, but mm-hmm. I would not let him out of Cape County without taking him to the old McKendry Chapel. The oldest mm-hmm. Protestant church still standing west of the Mississippi River, the oldest Methodist church still okay. standing well. west of West Virginia. It is a beautiful mm-hmm. site, built and consecrated in 1819. It's a big, log church still there in this wonderful grove of trees. That's been kept up by the Methodist Church for 203 years now.
0: That is uh, terrific. We're, we are not going to top that, folks. I want to thank you for joining us on the show, Missouri. This is Missouri, one county at a time. We will see you next week for a little for one more trip down the history down memory lane of Missouri. See you then.